Hey, this is Eastlake BBA, and this is our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today. We hope this inspires you. We hope this builds your faith. Enjoy the message. Good evening. My name is Jose, and I'm a recovering alcoholic addict. Uh, man, I've never done this. You know, something new. <clears throat> I'm going to start out with, uh, I grew up in East LA. Man, I had a, a rough childhood, you know. Uh, grew up in an abusive home and a dysfunctional family, you know. Always fighting, always arguing. It's like a typical Hispanic house, you know. There was always drinks in the fridge at every party. That's all I knew, that's all I saw, all that bad stuff, you know. Never really looked at the good stuff. I thought that was normal. So I grew up, little by little, started wanting that cooler by myself, you know, and just getting one, see what it was like. I was really young. And I thought it was normal. At first it was better, you know, I didn't like it. Got used to it, got used to the taste, got used to the other stuff that I used to see. Thought it was normal. I'm the oldest of, of uh, three of us. I got two younger sisters. Uh, I didn't really, I was never really there for them. I was always getting locked up since I was young. Um, I come from a low-income family that they gave us everything, all the basics, you know, even though they didn't have anything, we never uh, went without food, had a place to stay, you know. Um, little by little, started having a bad company in school, you know, started drinking, started doing all that good stuff, smoking, snoring, slamming, everything, no matter what it was. Started ditching, started doing all that fun stuff everybody does in high school, you know, middle school. Um, Everything just got worse by time. Got better at it, hiding it, you know. Um, it was bad. I didn't, I didn't like it, but that's what I was used to, and then kept doing it. Always got in trouble every time I got high. I learned how to steal cars when I was 13. So by the time I was 16, I ended up getting arrested for that. That was my first time ever getting locked up. I was scared. I went in there, once I saw how it was, got used to it. So my thing was to not get caught so I can continue using it. wasn't not to get caught so I wouldn't go to jail. I was scared just to get caught so I wouldn't, you know, so I wouldn't be able to use. And after that, everything got worse. Started committing crimes, robberies, home invasions, fraud. Started doing everything, you know. And I blame it on alcohol, I blame it on drugs, but it was really me. I had the choice to say no, but I wanted to be with the cool crowd. I wanted to be cool. There was nothing cool about that. Everything got worse. Nobody wanted to be around me. I pushed myself away. I was always tore up. I was broken. I thought I found family, whatever, you know, like the feeling had gone away, embarrassment. I wasn't ashamed of anything. I didn't care. I was careless. I didn't like the person I became, a liar, a cheater a manipulator, people's user. I didn't care who you were. I'll burn you for anything. Um, man. So I ended up committing more crimes. You know, I went to state, and that's when it hit me the most. I thought I was going to stop, but I didn't. So I went to state. I lost my parents on, on New Year's. It was a murder-suicide. My dad killed my mom, and he shot himself. So that, I thought I was going to stop because of that, but it really didn't. You know, I promised myself I wasn't going to do nothing. I was going to better myself. But when I got out, that thing got worse. I started doing everything. I was roaming around everywhere, from house to house, from place to place, from car to stolen car to stolen car, even in the streets. I finally got a little better, you know. I lost everything at that time, though. I lost my girl. I lost my family, my parents, my back support, you know. I thought everybody was against me. I didn't, care, I didn't care about no one. I just wanted to do me. After that, <clears throat> I got out, and uh, all I found, was, like, where I found, like, what I was able to cope with was just drugs. Like, I couldn't do it on my own. Just didn't want to feel it, anything. I, was, I wanted to be numb. I was scared. I was scared. And that's what took it away, it took my fear away, drugs, alcohol. I had two younger sisters. I had already two little girls by then. And I just wanted to die. I didn't want to live no more. I thought I was hopeless. 
a los ojos. En la cabeza sale my uncle earlier. Uh, I had a resentment towards God. He took my parents, you know. And uh, I was a mess. I went, everything, everything went downhill for me. I was like, uh, I didn't worry about nothing no more. I was careless. I actually went to Rosarito one time after that. And I took a gun with me. And I wanted to kill myself, so I was suicidal by then. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just do this, get it over with. Nobody's gonna remember me, nobody's gonna miss me. So I went over there, <clears throat> I put a bullet in there, and I pulled it three times. It didn't hit, you know, but I, I, my whole life flashed around in front of me, like everything, like my kids, my girl, my family. I'm like, you know what? I'm here for a reason. I kind of like stick a, took a step back and I saw everything just kind of zoomed out. I was like, what am I doing? Like, I really don't want to die. I was actually scared of dying. I like, what would have happened then? <clears throat> so I threw away the gun, I came back. I tried to reach out to people. I never told no one about it. You guys are the first ones that know about this. Um, it was crazy. Because all my life, I was just doing the same thing. I kept doing the same thing. I kept promising myself, I'm not going to do it no more. I'm not going to do it no more. But I never reached out for help, though. Like, I never went to rehab. I never got no counseling. I never got none of that. There's only a few people in this program that I actually like open up to because I was afraid of people using it against me or laughing at me or whatever. And uh, I just kept committing the same mistakes with my women. You know, I was abusive, which I regret now. And uh, I got to see a lot of messed up things, you know. Now that I'm sober, I'm reflecting on a lot of things. I actually put myself in a program Salvation Army, back in Otay, and uh, at first I wanted to leave. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to. Like, I mean, you know what? What the guys are gonna think? What my family's gonna think? What everybody's gonna think? And you know what? It doesn't matter no more, because I'm doing this for me to better myself. I need a better, a new way of life, and I have found it. I actually surrender to God. As weak as I sound, as a worse I sound, but trust me, man. I have a weight off my shoulder. I don't have to worry about nothing because nobody's living my life. They're not in my shoes. I got the feeling back, and that's what I was scared of, getting that feeling back. Now I'm happy. I found joy. I'm embarrassed with a lot of things I did. I regret a lot of things I did. You know, it's, it's amazing, man, what God will do for you. You just got to want it. If you're so worried about what your boys are going to think, you're always going to live miserable because you're always going to be a follower. Be a follower of God, you know. He has a lot to offer for you. Being in prison is not good, man. It wasn't healthy for me. It came back with a messed up mentality every single time it got worse. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go back in there. I always got to follow rules. I know that. I got to follow rules in there and out here. Which ones do I want to follow? I want to follow the rules that they have out here so I could be free, enjoy life, be able to go to the park if I want to, go get something to drink that I want. You know, get something to eat that I want, you know, go out to the movies if I want to. And there I can do that, you know. I got to enjoy freedom, and I love myself, and I learned to love myself, to forgive myself and others. It hasn't been easy. To this day, I still have a little struggles, still have little character defects, patience with people. I'm not really like a people's person. I push myself away all the time because I wanted to see the real me, like I'm always angry. I get really impatient and uh, something I'm still working on. I'm, a, I'm amazed, you know, like I was broken when I first got here. I didn't want to know nothing about the program. But now that I've been here six and a half months and I see all the new guys come in and do the same thing, oh, they're always complaining and whining about the write-ups, about they got too many rules and all this and this and that. Well, why didn't you go back to prison then? You're out here because obviously whatever you were doing, it's not working for you, you know what I mean? You got to follow rules no matter where you go. No matter to whose house you go to. Uh, and it's changed my life. I've grown spiritually. I pray in the mornings now. I got closer to God. I, I believe in him and I have faith in him. All I ask him for now is to give me, keep giving me strength to keep pushing forward. To not, uh, if I fall, to get back up. And that's one thing that us as addicts and alcoholics have. We're always falling and we, learn how, and we know how to get back up, but we don't know how to maintain that. It's a balance, you know, it's something that I'm learning. You got to come to meetings, you can still build your family. Don't overdo one or the other, and you'll fall, you'll relapse. 
Don't let your, your emotions get the best of you. Don't let anyone get under your skin. Um, I, by the grace of God, I don't crave drugs or alcohol or women or anything like that no more. I just want to do me and focus on myself. I talked to my aunt a couple of days ago, and she was like, why don't you go back to your kids? And I'm like, well, I do love them. Doesn't, because I'm not there doesn't mean I don't love them. It just means that I need to work on myself and fix myself first so I can help myself. Because if I go right now, I have nothing to offer. I have not a penny. I don't have a ride. I have not have a house. I don't have nothing to give them. And so I got to focus on myself. And it's something that I'm doing, a small sacrifice. And uh, it's been crazy, man. It's been one hell of a ride for me. Six and a half months sober, I never thought I would do this. The most I've been sober has been like 14 days. But I always put the pipe right there and all the other stuff. And I'm like, you know what, let's see how long I could go. How am I going to get sober like that? Like, I, every, day, every day I was here, I'm like, I'm not going to do it today. I'm not going to do it today. But tomorrow, you know what, I'm mad. I'm going to get high. So I don't do that no more. I know not to look for excuses or reasons to use. I don't do that no more. Now I just turn to God every time I need something or, like, I get anxious or, I don't know. I guess I had to hit rock bottom, live in the streets. Hopeless, you know, nobody like looking for you no more because they were like, man, he's probably gonna die soon. I don't wanna die an addict. I don't wanna die an alcoholic. Nobody remember me. Man, salvation army has helped me a lot, you know? It opened my eyes. I'm focused now. I, I'm aware. I know I'm setting my priorities straight. Come to meetings, work the steps. You know, like they say, take it one day at a time. Don't rush things. Um, my fifth step, that was the hardest. Telling someone all my dark secrets, all my mistakes, all the stuff I was ashamed of, like, that was hard, man. That was the toughest thing I've ever done. It took me forever, though. I would tell my sponsor, you know what, I'm not done with my step. Or like, oh, are you doing your homework? Yes, I am. Well, I really wasn't. And when I did do it, I'm like, you know what, he don't need to know about this. I'm about to graduate. I'll leave. Like, I don't got to see him no more. But if you don't work the steps, man, you are going to relapse. You know, I cheated myself a lot. I'm not going to do that no more. I'm actually like, like, man. And this is my first meeting that I actually, like, I'm a main speaker. Something good, you know. Like, I was ashamed before. I was worried. You know, I was just like, you guys dying in there. Like, oh, how does he do it? Just come to the meeting and share for the two, three minutes. And you just mean just your name. That's how I started, you know. I was always dying, like, I want to say something, I want to say something. I was telling them at the end of the meeting, I was going to talk, but you guys ran out of time. It was BS. I didn't want to really talk. I didn't want nobody to know me. You know, I was scared. Now I have different fears. I have fear of failing, of succeeding. But how am I going to fail if I don't try? You got to try new things. It's called change. You got to change. And now you're always going to be the same person. Now that I look back, I actually went through my whole list. Man, all the people that I used to talk to, they're all doing the same thing, stuck in the mud, doing the same sack thing, getting high, drunk. If they're not there, it's because they're out there hustling to get more dope. Or they're dead, overdose. Or they're locked up because they got busted doing whatever they were doing to get more dope. So it's not worth it. You gotta learn how to love yourself. Um, like I said, I was never really never there for my sisters. Now they're coming back in my life. People are actually answering my phone because they're reaching out to me, like, hey, how's he doing, you know? Keep telling them to give me a call, so. Like I said, don't rush anything. Everything falls in place. I was always worried, anxious about my graduation last Wednesday. So I've completed the program six months, and I've been six, over six and a half months. And uh, I want to do it right. Like, my sponsor told me, like, this is your first program? I'm like, yup. And so he told me. Okay, so if you needed a heart transplant, do you want the doctor to get it right on the first, second, or third time? I'm like, the first time, so get it right on the first time. Show these other people, because a lot of people didn't believe me because I was still doing things I wasn't supposed to. But like I said, everybody's in recovery and everybody's in their own stage. Everybody's in their own stage in the recovery. Like the newcomers wants to leave, don't leave. Give yourself a chance. What you got out there to lose? The streets are going over, I promise you, I bet you my life on that. You know, it will refund your misery in full. That's a fact. If you look back at the streets, everybody's still doing the same thing. Try not to get caught hustling for what? Looking over your shoulder. I don't got to do that no more. 
I could actually go out and not worry about nothing because I'm not doing nothing bad. You know, I get to go to the movies and, man, I'm excited, you know. My boy can't go with me, so I'm going to wait for him, you know. But, you know, we all mess up. We all mess up. And we're still going to continue messing up because we're addicts. That's what we do. Addicts, alcoholics, that's what we do. We mess up. And we're going to mess up no matter what. We're, uh, what is it called? Uh, Manageable. Like, we, we, we cannot do this on our own. We're going to drink if we don't do the steps, if we don't keep coming to meetings, if we don't surround ourselves with people that actually want to stay sober or clean. You know, like, I was invited to go somewhere, and I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to go because I know what's there, and I know who's going to be there, and I know what they're going to be doing. Even though I don't, not, I don't want to do it, I make it tempting. Even though I don't want to have the craving, I know I'm going to see it, and I'm going to be like, whoa. I'm just going to cross my mind. I'm like, you know what, one day I'm going to just say, screw the, the program, I'm going to leave, and I don't want that. So I don't put myself in that situation no more. If they don't want to talk to me, that's fine. You know, they're always going to be family. And uh, it hasn't been easy. Now I get what they say, you know, taking one day at a time. Every day I pray in the morning, I ask God, you know, just thank you for another day. You know, and at night I tell them thank you again, you know, for keeping me sober and clean, for giving me the strength, for having this family with me, you know. You guys are my new family. And this is what we all it's all about, just unity. You know, respecting each other. I learn how to respect myself. You know, I don't know why I'm nervous, but it's <laughs> funny because it's 20 minutes. Yeah, I never shared my story. This is actually my first meeting that I share my story, and and it feels good. It feels really good. I'm excited. You know, my legs really shaky. <laughs> Um, yeah, man, I feel good. I'm healthy. You know, I gained 38 pounds. Thanks to these two guys. Kept me in the program sober and clean. You know, every time they're like, hey, man, I'm mad or whatever. Let's go eat. I'm like, oh, man. Again? Like, we just eat. So that's my new addiction is food. Food and happiness. You know, I found joy. He's lying. It's actually him. So, yeah, man, just keep coming back, man. This program works really good. You just got to do it right, though. You know, work the steps. Don't rush anything. If you're stuck in a step, talk to someone. Ask questions. Don't be afraid. And if you're sitting down on that chair, you don't want to come and share, you're dying to come and share, come and share, man. Just say your name. That's all. It's little by little, man. It's step at a time, you know. You got to crawl before you walk. And I got to thank God that I'm alive after everything, you know. I've done some really messed up things that I'm not, I'm, I'm really ashamed of. And, man. I'm like, why am I here? Probably to give out a message, so hopefully you guys get something out of it. Come and share yours. Give yourself a chance, love yourself, and if nobody tells you I love you, I love you, man. You guys take care. That's all I got. Hello, my name is Michael. I'm an alcoholic. Oh, okay. Um, I just want to, uh, first of all, Tell Jose that was a great share. It took a lot of courage for you to come up here. I, I know the type of person you are, and, and I know how shy you are and how nervous you get in front of people, and you did a very good job, man. You, you, you're an inspiration to everybody in the program. You're doing good. I, I seen you when you came in, and you just, uh, I've seen a big change in you, brother. So uh, now, you know, the topic is uh, uh, experience and, um, I guess, alcoholism and recovery, and I, I sure do have experience in alcoholism. I sure do have experience in recovery, you know, um, when I'm in my alcoholism, I, I go hard. And when I'm in my recovery, I go hard. Whatever it is that, that I'm in, I, uh, I do it to the fullest. You know, I, I, I put in a full effort. I, uh, I, I want to say that, that, that I'm a winner. I always try to win in whatever I'm doing. You know, not everything's a competition, but I want to do it my best. And I want to always uh, perform well. And I always want to uh, just give it all I have and be the best at what I do. So, you know, today my recovery, I... Uh, I uh, I have a sponsor. I've worked my steps. The only one I haven't done, I haven't worked is my 12th step. I'm still working on some of my uh, amends because some are financial. So those I really can't get out of the way. But I, again, I I go hard on my program. Um, I uh, I haven't done my 12th step because I I feel that I'm still in a program and and even though I have a lot to offer and I have a lot of experience and I have a lot of uh, I think uh, just positive things to say. I I I feel that um. I need to make myself stronger before I give out what I have, you know, and, uh, but, uh, 
you know, I... I want to I want to get involved in in the uh, the uh, twelve steps the big book awakening way because I've known people that have gone through that and done the steps that way and their recovery is solid and again when when I when I do something I want to do it the best so you know I'm I'm waiting to get out of my program so I could do workshops and get more involved and maybe work with the with the BBA sponsor at that point because I feel that it can only make my recovery stronger you know I uh, I don't want to drink today I really don't want to drink today. You know, um, someone mentioned earlier that the thought doesn't cross their mind. That thought crosses my mind all the time. But it's only for a split moment because I know what I cover that with are the consequences that come with my alcoholism. My, my alcoholism puts me in places that I don't want to be, makes me do things I don't want to do, makes me be a person that, that I'm not. And so, you know, I, uh, I need to work my, my program harder. I need to... Uh, be of service more. I need to um, just just do whatever I need to do. But I, I know that I'm still new. You know, I, I have a little over seven months. Um, but in this short time of recovery, I've had a lot of blessings come my way. I, I, I work at the program that, that, I, uh, that I completed. I, uh, I'm considered a lead there, even though I don't consider myself a lead because I... I uh, I need to follow directions. <laughs> That's what I need to do. I need to follow a lot of directions in my life. So um, I'm just happy to be here tonight. I'm glad that uh, I came to hear Jose share. Thank you, Jose. And um, with that, I'll take another 24. Thanks, guys. Hey, everybody. Um, my name is Christopher. I'm an alcoholic. Today's uh, day six. I just finished my... Uh, It's not my uh, first rodeo. Um, I've struggled with addiction for uh, 30 years. I'm 42 years old now, so I, I started at 17 as uh, being addicted to marijuana. And uh, when I picked up a job with the government, obviously I couldn't smoke anymore, so I switched to alcohol. So I immediately jumped from one addiction to another. Um, it wasn't until I was 39 years old where I finally realized, you know, this is a problem because I was what you would call a functional alcoholic for years. Very successful, you know, had a house, had all the, the nice things, the toys, you know, but uh, I started seeing um, that slipping away because my addiction was uh, taking over my life. It started becoming priority number one. And uh, it wasn't until me uh, fearing losing my job that actually got me to like wake up and go to rehab for the first time. And I had a really great counselor that was involved in the BBA, and um, I did a 90-day program, and I worked the BBA workbook with her up to step eight. Um, when I got out, though, I uh, kind of stopped doing that. I managed to stay sober for 18 months, but I uh, relapsed in October 2020. Had a lot to do with the COVID stuff and just a lot of financial issues going on. And it's just been a roller coaster since then. I think I've had eight relapses since October 2020. But going to the experience, strength, and hope concept, um, luckily my, my relapses have been short. Um, there's something up there telling me, you know, wake up. This isn't you. You remember how it feels to be sober. And I managed to pop back into sobriety, but I seem to always let bad situations in my life take me out. And that's where I probably, because I haven't fully committed myself to that higher power. I believe in the higher power, but like I haven't fully committed to it. And I let that uh, insidious nature of the mind convince me that you can't handle this right now. So let's just numb out, you know, and... As much as I know better, like I know right before I take that first drink, I know where it's going. I know it's not gonna end at that first drink and I still do it. It's insane, you know, it's, it's, it's what the addiction is. It's, it's insanity. So um, I'm back on the wagon again. Hopefully this time it sticks. I'm gonna get back into the BBA program. Like I said, I 
I tend, once I relapse, I, I fall out, you know, obviously I don't want to participate in recovery with people trying to recover while I'm in the middle of my addiction. So I'm back. Hopefully this time is it. But all I have to say is um, keep the hope and strength, you know, like it, it, it's got to happen to most people, the relapse. Hopefully it's short. Hopefully you bounce back and, and you lean on other people, you know within your peer community, a BBA or any other A groups. So that's all I have to say. My name is Ray and I'm an addict. Um, I was just like, um, nine months ago, I was like pushing a shopping cart, walking in downtown, homeless, hopeless. And um, I just got off and doing six months and I'm in this program and um. I don't want to be there, but I'm learning a lot. Like, I have shoes, you know, clean, and I feel proud of myself because, um, like, when I was pushing a shopping cart and, like, I tried to get EBT, couldn't, so I was just, like, doing everything to, like, to eat and all that stuff. But um, I'm actually glad that I'm sober because um, last Christmas I was sleeping in a tunnel in a bush, and um, I was just a really sad person. And this Christmas I spent time with, like, family and um it's a trip though because um i have an older brothers in the military he has like four houses in east lake he's a supervisor to um sdg and e he has like so many cars like just everything going good for him but he's not sober so it's just like you, like uh you can't buy peace and i don't got nothing i only have a car when i get out of my program but um uh, i actually found peace in this program like, and I'm grateful for it because, you know, it doesn't matter about the car you have, the job you have, all that stuff is irrelevant if you're not sober. Thank you for letting me share. Bernie alcoholic. Bernie. Hardcore alcoholic, blackout alcoholic. Um, Jose, good share. Awesome, proud of you, bro. Um, yeah, well, for the people that know, don't know me, I started at a real young age. I started at 14. I'm 52 years old now. Um, I wasted 38 years of my life uh, trapped in a cycle, you know, chained up. I was comfortable living a alcoholic life, you know? And that's all I knew. So, you know, comfortable, alcoholic, well, good combination for, for me at the time, you know? Um, well, today, I just, have five months sober today. I joined, I joined um, the ARC on July 26th this year. And I, after so many bad decisions, after bad decisions, you know what, I'm, that day I made the best decision is come to this program. And it saved my life, has changed my life. You know, now I have a strong foundation that I never had before. You know, my faith in God was unbelievable. I mean, he's working in me, you know, faith is strong. You would have told me, you know, that I would be getting along with 100 plus guys, you know, seven months ago, I'd tell you, you're full of it, no way. Especially the way I was, you know, I didn't get along with nobody. It was always about me, you know, denial, you know, selfish, you know, and uh, God has taught me how to uh, get along with everybody. I mean, I wouldn't change the, the group I'm with for nothing, I mean, they're awesome, all of them. You know, some of them need a little bit more help, I need more help, but you know what, we're there, we're working with each other, and um, it's a good program and it's working. You know, we're, we always back each other up, I mean, no matter what it is, and yeah, Jose, thanks, uh, I, I did get in trouble, you know. <laughs> thanks for calling me out, uh, I did get in trouble, it's because I didn't want to tell on somebody, so they punished me for a month, so. I can't call, can't go nowhere for a month, so, but it's all right. You know, I'm there for a year, so it's okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful program. You know, it's, it, I'm serious, man. It changed my life. It saved my life because I was those blackouts that would crash behind you and uh, try to get away and um, wake up, and I'm in either the hospital or in jail. And like, how did I get here? I'm like, oh no, I did it again, you know? 
and uh, I had 10 DUIs and, you know, thousands of dollars wasted. I lost three houses. I lost about six cars. But you know what? To tell you the truth, that's all material to me. You know, I have my life. I didn't kill nobody. So that's, I'm still working on that. So, you know, I'm grateful for that. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't kill nobody and kill myself. I can still work on myself and still be the dad, the son that I was meant to be, you know. That's all I got. I'm Cedric. I'm an alcoholic. That's my big buddy, Michael. He's cool. Everybody at the program is pretty cool. I'm working on a... Goodness, I forgot the topic. What was the topic again? Experience. I'm sorry, experience, strength, and hope. So let's see. I have experienced drinking. Uh, I'm gaining experience um, being sober. Today makes 93 days for me. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I've done it through... The grace of God first, he led me to the Salvation Army and I met a band of brothers. <laughs> All of these are my brothers. And um, it's truly a brotherhood there at the Army. <laughs> I've always wanted to be an Army man. So <laughs> I can say I am kind of sort of. But um, it's great. Uh, the program's really working because I f I'm finding out a lot more about myself and I'm learning to love myself. <laughs> finding out, or I figured out that I'm an angry black man. <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a lot of anger inside of me. And... Uh, and um, I'm learning how to deal with it. I've, I'm learning a lot of different virtues of patience because everybody has issues. I'm not the only one. And I'm selfish when, I, when it comes to my thinking or I guess I've been selfish in my life because I really only want what I want. I'm learning that a lot more every day. I'm growing on a daily basis and I'm learning how to be patient with people, others, because they're just as important as me. And we're all equal in God's eyes. We're all human. Jesus was the only perfect one. So I strive to be more like Jesus on a daily basis. And I'm learning to do it through God and the army and my band of brothers. AA's there as well. <laughs> I've learned how to sit down in it. So I can't give the credit completely to uh, AA, but I do give them some credit because God has led me here and I'm learning to deal with it better, I guess. It's not, bad. It's not as bad as I thought it was, or it could be, I guess. I was judging that, or judging the uh, the program without really being a part of it. That's another character defect of mine. <laughs> I'm a judge, I try to be God or play God. <laughs> but uh, I'm not, there's only one God. Um, that's all I've got. Luis, alcoholic. Uh, thank you, uh, Jose, uh, for your share. You know, um, so let me just, I made some notes. Because what came to me was faith, right? Because when Jose asked if he could share about a couple months ago, and he told me that he was graduation date was coming. Uh, and if you know anything about BBA, we can sometimes be a little strict and rigid. But, you know, um, faith, right? When I got here, when I hit bottom, I asked God to help me get to an AA meeting. And then when I got here, I expected you guys to teach me how to stay sober on my own. 
but that's not exactly what this program's about, right? It's about finding a higher power. It's about developing a relationship with that higher power. And it's about humbling yourself and recognizing your plan sucks. That you, you don't have a plan for, you don't, you do not have the way out. I, I dug myself into a hole that I couldn't get out of. And God brought me here because I asked him. And even though I didn't want to stay here, I stayed because the group said, let us love you until you learn to love yourself. And then they had a plan. And so I went through the steps and I had a spiritual experience. And over time, you know, my relationship with that higher power uh, became to the point where I call him Papa now. And so our manual for Big Book Awakening at the very bottom on page three says, it is important to have an open mind and remember to keep your focus on your personal experience and not on your knowledge on the Big Book or the program. There was a, very, there was a while where I was very focused on the program, focused on my knowledge, <clears throat> focused on, on the rules that we set, ourselves, set for ourselves. But every time, you know, that change would come up, God would, sh- would, through prayer, He would show me that we needed to become more flexible and more open into reminding us to keep that open mind. And so it says, knowledge, this big book, This book, the big book, or any human power, including meetings, can't by itself keep you sober. Don't worship the process. And there was a time when I worshiped the process. I was all about this process. Um, But, you know, that was a time when I didn't really have a deep relationship with God the way I do now. And it says, remember that all these things are what takes you to that which will keep you sober. And we've heard from the men who have been brave enough to come up tonight and just tell it this is going back and back and back to their higher power to God I heard someone say saved by the grace right grace a couple times and I didn't even know that word when I got here and um, page 53 says when we became alcoholics or addicts someone just shared with me but my thing's not alcohol, it's PCP. Well, guess what, brother? You're in the right place because in Big Book Awakening, you can openly speak about your cross addictions, right? That's what's beautiful about this space is that you don't have to be an alcoholic to be here. You don't have to be an alcoholic to come up to this podium. You know, crushed by a self-imposed crisis, we could not postpone or evade. We had to fearlessly face the proposition on either God is everything or else he is nothing. God either is or he isn't. What was our choice to be? And then it says, arrived at this point, we were squarely confronted with the question of faith. We couldn't duck the issue. Some of us had already walked far over the bridge of reason toward the desired shore of faith. Bridge. You know, when I first walked into this space and I painted that E that's on that garage door, I looked in this meeting place, they had just renovated it. And I thought, man, it'd be awesome to have a meeting in here. But immediately I thought, no, that's not possible. This church is closed to anything that's not Christ-based. I didn't even believe. And yet, two years later, through a lot of prayer, the church would actually hand me the keys and say, we don't really know what Big Book Awakening is about, but we know you. And, you know, and... What I would only recently learn a few months ago was that one of the pastors that was praying for this meeting's place so that we could have this. And this is why it's important that those of you who are here with Salvation Army, her brother passed away. He had come into the Salvation Army. I don't know the full story, but I just know that he spent time in Salvation Army. He relapsed. And didn't make it. You know, God knew you guys were coming. He knew you were coming and you were going to be part of this fellowship. And so, Jose, thank you for, for asking, can I share my story? Because we needed, we needed to hear what it's like for those of us that have not gone through the Salvation Army. 
right? And I just kept hearing faith and hope. And I want you to know you're home, right? That, that tonight's meeting was to just, for us to just come together, right? For all looking towards a way out and a, this bridge of faith, this, the, the vision that God gave me for this meeting from the very beginning was a bridge, a bridge for our AA communities, our, our salvation. I didn't even think about Salvation Army, but for the Salvation Army, for all of us to just to come together under one, in one room, right? What I've learned over time is God has one house with many rooms. And I just want to say welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Roberto, I've been at it. Plus, I'm a cold order to this program. Um, my bad decisions bring me here, but I'm learning. It's my first month. Um, last year, I was in jail, and my parents, I'm from Tecate, and my parents passed out. So I'm tired already to going back to jail. So I need, I, I'm working myself now to finish this, and so I can go to Tecate and put flowers to my parents. So I'm learning. <laughs> All right, shower again. Thank you, Jose, for your share. Powerful, man. Um, yeah, for, for me, you know, like, I just want to share, you know, I, I no longer have to be ashamed of being an alcoholic. Um, I know for a while I was beating myself up, you know. I'm just saying through different things in life, I just have this thing of not quitting, you know. So getting help for me and dropping my ego was huge. It was hard for me because I thought, you know, it was weak to get help, you know. So I know a lot of you... Um, Talked about therapy, so I started doing that pretty late in my life, you know. But um, I also had a pretty dysfunctional family and trauma in the life, you know. So I had a lot of stuff. I remember coming to this program, and all I could do is talk about my dad and how, anyways, trauma and I hate to use the word hate, you know, but the hate that I had of how I abused my mom and then all the alcohol in the house and cops going over there and things like that. But through time, you know, I, I learned to respect my father and, and I'm actually his uh, caregiver now. So, because the grace of God, you know, I'm, I'm able to have that patience. I just came from over there right now. So I got my part-time job and then I do that uh, IHSS thing. Um, it is very challenging, but at the same time, uh, if it wasn't for, the, for this program, all of you and the outside help that I get, I wouldn't be able to do this, you know? So I'm just thankful. Um, I'm just gonna say another thing, you know, just um, being able to now see the positive, like I had an awesome Christmas. We hosted, uh, we had our whole family there. My sister Dora was there and, and we had a peaceful uh, dinner. My, my wife's birthday is actually the 25th of December. So it's a big deal. You know, we had a cake. Um, we, we had a really awesome 25th, which was just my, my daughter and my wife, just us three. On the 24th, you know, we celebrate, we stay up late. We had a lot of cool uh, posadas, you know, different songs, different things we do. And my wife is huge on the tradition, you know, so um, we've been doing that for a lot of years. And then I know you mentioned Tecate. I got family in Tecate and my mom's buried over there. And this program helped me out, man. Six years ago, my mom passed away and and I, I had this program to lean on, you know, so just hang in here. So thank you. Hello everyone, Arlene Alcoholic and Drug Addict. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I remember when I gave my, um, my speech on, on experience, strength, and hope. Thank you, that was um, really good. Uh, <clears throat> and I'm glad it did not work for, out for you in Rosarito. Um, and, and you're right, God, uh, God always um, shows us, you know, uh, kind of leads us and let, lets us know even when we we're done we're completely done um, he lets us know I'm not done with you yet and and that's a beautiful thing um, I continue to uh, you know to to 
look at so many experiences, um, just the change in my life since I started coming. Um, wow, it's it's what it's it's just been miraculous. Um, there's still a lot of things you know to work on, and and it's gonna be for the rest of our lives. Um, but it, it that's one of the biggest things that I love about this. Uh, because it's something daily. It, it, it you daily kind of hum, you know, you humble yourself daily, um, and let God do his will with you. You, you continuously remind yourself, um, to be humble enough to put him back on the throne every day so that every day, um, you know, you're, you're working with him, not against him. Um, and he always has his best interest at heart for us, but we have to be humble enough. Um, and that part is not always easy. Um, you know, this was probably the first, uh, Christmas that I spent with, um, with my family and, and I didn't end up in a fight or argument with my mom. Um, and, and that I got through here, the, the learning to have patience, love, and tolerance for, for others, um, you know, and, and again, being humble enough to just continue to put God on the throne, um, because my way, I would, I probably would just told my two younger kids, like, let's go, we're out of here, um, but no, like, I could actually, I spent the whole entire day with her, and, and I didn't lose it, um, you know, and she does some quirky stuff and she asked me to to make drinks for everyone and so my sister kind of I just looked at her like why would you ask me to make drink you know um and my sister just kind of like she just you know like grabbed my hand like like don't like don't even don't even go there and she's like mom like you should not be asking Arlene to make drinks for everyone you know, like, come on now. And so we just kind of like brushed it off, kept it simple because then she would have done her whole crying and, you know, she's the victim and, and we humiliated her and whatnot. So, you know, we just kept it simple and, and, and you know, just kind of like squashed it and, and kept spreading the masa and the tamales. Um, and those are things that I can actually kind of enjoy and also feel really good that it's an example to my children, you know, my grandchildren, uh, to see that change. Because um, one day I'm going to be old and I don't <laughs> know if I'm going to, like, not be all there either. Um, so, you know, everything that, I, that I've gotten from, from being here, uh, but I won't be able to keep it if I don't keep coming back, if I don't come, you know, every day to a meeting, every day, uh, you know, meditate, pray, um, humble myself and, and, and put my God on the throne um, and, and ask him to help me make it through another 24, uh, divorce from any self-seeking motives and, and, you know, do his will so that maybe with just, the tiniest thing or, or, or a big thing, I can be there for someone else, not just me or about me anymore. Um, and, but yeah, like I said, it, I, I can't do that. I can't keep that if I don't keep coming, if I don't keep opening my, you know, be my book, if I don't keep meditating and praying, it, it we're, we're quick to forget. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just really thankful for that. And, and I pray and hope that all of you guys continue to, to do the same, to make it through the next 24 hours. Thank you. Thank you all right. So this is our time that we take for celebration. My name is Octavio and I'm alcoholic. Hey, okay. 60 days. Uh, my name is Jonathan. Um, I'm doing this, uh, I did this to get out of jail, straight up, but um, it's, I'm just being patient and um, taking it one day at a time. Great. Awesome. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. All right, so we have... Uh
How many? Uh, too much. Too much, yeah. Yeah, so 16. Elena, alcoholic. Elena. Elena. Um, definitely one of the biggest things from the past 60 days that's helped me is finding community and being in the, the AA meetings. Um, like at first, when I, after I got my two DUIs, like I was really lonely and I just thought nobody can understand. My family has no idea how I feel and what I'm going through. And once I stepped into these meetings and listened to other people's stories, I really realized that I'm not alone, that I have other people here who I can lean on and who I can learn from. And um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right, so 60 days out. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm Shedrick. I'm an alcoholic. Shedrick. Shedrick. 90 days through the program in God's grace. First off, um, yesterday, I missed this earlier, but that was Christmas. So Feliz Navidad. And, uh, <laughs> right. Un dia a la vez. <laughs> un dia a la vez. So uh, I'm learning. I'm, that's how I'm staying sober. I'm learning. I'm trying to stay busy. I'm learning Spanish. I'm getting uh, better at it. And uh, I also made some tamales on Saturday. <laughs> it was amazing. I have much more. Uh, I have a a, 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 a a better found or fond respect for the tamale ladies. <laughs> because it's a lot of work. But um, that's it. The, the grace of God in the army. Thank you, guys. Any other 90 days? Cool. Um, I just want to say thank you to all you guys. Oh, my name is Ray and I'm an addict. Um, I don't know, I smoke a lot of PCP. So like, <laughs> I'm a little slow, but I'm getting there. And I just want to thank all you guys for sharing and cause I do pay attention. If you guys don't think I do, I do pay attention and uh, God bless all you guys. Thank you. My name is Vladimir, and I'm an addict. Um, I got six months sober, and it was um, I got arrested on June 1st, and I think that's what kind of took for me to get sober because I couldn't do it. I, I knew I, I knew I had something had to happen because I was I was living on the run, and I just um I wanted to stop using. I just didn't know how to. So once I got arrested, I was kind of relieved from because I knew I was gonna be able to stop using, and from there I came to this program. Thanks to God because I believe it's a good program and it's giving me the right tools that I need. Cause slowly, um, relationships are getting better, like with my family members, with my brothers, and with my mother. Like I'm talking to them again, and I'm just happy that I'm I'm clean and sober today. Thank and I thank God for that. Thank you. Six months. Yeah. Jose, I'm still alcoholic addict. Six months are a big deal for me, you know, like just like I said to all the other guys, you know, like whether you have five days, six days, one day, five hours, it's a big deal for us, you know, like even just getting a license or getting a car, oh, look, I pay my ticket or whatever. There's any little small things, it's a big deal for us because it's something we're not used to. We're not normal. I mean, at least I'm not. And, uh, man, gotta admit, you know, uh, man, just, just keep working on yourself, you know, just do what's right. You know what's right. And you know how to stop. You just keep coming to the meetings and you all learn something from it. Believe me, I did. Just have a good one. So for you wanna give you a twenty-four hours? Yeah, 24. I got a bag full of <laughs> Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Can I say something then? Yes. yes. To, uh, uh, I just want to say congratulations to Ray and Cedric for the 90 days because um, at least in my experience, those first 90 days is, is a real big hump. And, and to make it past those 90 days, um, it's, um, I'm not going to say it gets easier, but, but that, that, that's a huge hump to, to get over. You know, those first 90 days is really, really risky for relapse. So congratulations for both of you guys to, to make that hump. So. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. All right, so now we're going to go into uh, the years in December. Louis. Louis? All right, Louis. What? How much time is it? Yeah, anymore. Hey, man, thank you. <clears throat> uh, what to say? Um, a lot of newcomers. Um, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to a new way of life. Um, so in 1985, I went to a party. 
And then in 1997, by way of court, I was forced to leave the party, and I stayed. And then somewhere around 2007, I went back to the party. And in that, between that time, I learned a lot. Now what I know and what I've been studying and the home group that I'm in, what is alcoholism, ego, and self? What this disease does up here? And so I left the party. I was done with the party in 2017 of December. And I have not stopped. I have not thought about alcohol or drugs. But the one thing that does continue is the thought process, my mind function. See, in step one, it says that we admitted we are powerless over alcohol and drugs, you know, and our lives are unmanageable. And a lot of your shares remind me of step one, two, and three, you know, all of your shares, especially your, your speech today, Jose. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, um, after the solution is gone, which is alcohol. For me, it's alcohol. It's gone, but I still think and I still behave in the way that I am in the day that I'm in, and I can't stop. See, I got a fault-finding mind. I judge you, you know, I don't like you. I don't even know you and I won't talk to you. But in here, I already know who you are. And that's all, a, in the big book, it says that it's, it's a delusion, you know? And I, and I have to learn how to, to come here. And um, well, let's go back, when I was in the, in, you know, when I was meeting base sober, you know what I mean? That's all I had. They told me to read the steps on the wall, shut up, sit down, and listen. And if any of you know that, uh, that if you have alcoholism, that's a death sentence for you because I can't, do any of, I can't do any of those. I just can't shut up, sit down, and listen. You know, that's a death sentence. They told me, you know, keep coming back, drink no matter what, and you're a winner. No, man, I did eight years like that in, in pain. I sat there in the chair like that. I made coffee. And I was in pain, emotional pain, mental pain. And I didn't know how to cope with life. So you know what I did? I went to the gym. And that's, that's where I lived. But I was still sick, still angry. And I went back out. And finally, you know, something had to give. And I was praying to God that I need to stop. I need to stop. I need a solution. And something did happen. I lost everything. I was pretty close to pushing a cart, my friend. Very close. Very close. But somehow, little by little, you know, I came and I, I was welcomed by that man back there into this BBA fellowship. And I learned a great deal with these two gentlemen back here and this one here, that every Sunday I came to this step study meeting and I started to read. I'm not a good reader, by the way, and you probably can tell by me reading the doctor's opinion. And that's okay. I don't have to be perfect today. As long as I have the heart and I want and the willingness to participate and do better for myself through God's grace, then, you know, I can exemplify that and be a decent human being. I don't have to give you the finger on the middle of the road and cut you off anymore. I can just let you pass. See, I got to have God in the car with me all the time. But I've learned so much, and I'm continuing to learn more. Um, I was exposed to this steps, and then I came back and did it again, and then I came back and did it again. And I'm, I'm forever going on this everyday process of the steps. Application, application of the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous is you know, Understanding the front end of Alcoholics Anonymous. It's a mind power, for me, it's a mind power disease. It's alcoholism, ego, and self. You know, steps one, two, and three. I mean, these are the things that I practice. I do have a daily practice. That's 10 and 11. And I try to live in 12 the best I can. I do practice these principles in all my affairs. You know, I am blessed to be, to, to, I am blessed to have been given all these good things by God. I have a career now that I lost because of my alcoholism. I may, my wife is back. My kid is back. He runs up and hugs me. I didn't have that. You know what I got? Every time I came home with my big, big thing of beers and all that, oh, I don't know, Louis. I don't know. I'm going to your mom's house tonight. I don't know. I don't know. I can't live with you. And that's what the disease does. It pushes people away. I don't want to be, I don't want, I don't want to live like that anymore. And for five years, you know what? It's been good. It has. You just have to continue. For me, I have to continue to go through the process and do it over and over and over again. 
and then circle yourselves like you are foundation army i mean salvation army this is a good that i mean you know what i mean it is you guys are building a wonderful foundation man you know and god bless you guys you know stick with it you know what i mean you guys stick with it you're here you're here in christmas time you know i'm living proof that this works and there are some other guys in here that are living proof that if you apply this stuff it works miracles will happen i can promise you that because there's also promises in these books that you will be reading and that people will read to you and people will work with you you just got to reach out thank you thank you If you enjoyed today's podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe at eastlakebba.com. You can also help us reach others by spreading the word about our podcast. Thank you for joining us today on the East Lake Big Book Awakening Podcast.